Hey friends, it's Ellen Olson Brown with the Sun in My Face podcast. So another thing I'm thinking about traditions is how if the balance between the joy and the sense of kind of homecoming that they promote for people is overshadowed by a sense of dread and obligation, (laughs) that maybe it's time to re- Think the tradition, Um, especially if you are the person who needs to do most of the work involved in making the tradition happen. So when I was growing up, we had this family tradition. And by we, I mean, there was a tradition that my mom pretty much single-handedly took care of. And every year she would make giant gingerbread men decorated beautifully with frosting for all the kids in my neighborhood. And um, she would spend days, it seemed like, uh, making gingerbread dough, rolling it out, um, making these gingerbread men. I'm going to say they were a foot tall, but I don't actually think they were that big. Maybe it was like eight or 10 inches, but they were big. They were like substantial cookies. So she would make all these cookies And then she would hand decorate. She would always have a pastry tube of pink frosting, a pastry tube of green. And they would all get faces and hair and outlines of clothes and little shoes. And then she would write every kid's name on their gingerbread men, put them in between two paper plates, tape the paper plates together, write the kids' names on the outside, and then stack them up by family and then eventually by kind of street neighborhood where they were going to get delivered. And I just thought this was the best thing that my mom ever did. I loved the whole process. Um, It was clear that you got your one gingerbread man. And I don't want to make it sound like we grew up in a house with no sugar because that is not true. For some reason, my mom loves to talk about how we didn't have sugar cereal growing up. I don't know why that myth is so important to her, but oh my gosh, I ate so much sugar cereal. I feel like we had compared to a lot of families, a lot of crap in our house. And I live right near downtown in like walking distance to places where I could buy five cents worth of candy here and there. So like, it wasn't like I was, it was the only time of the year I got to eat sugar, like some little house in the prairie thing where they get an orange and one maple sugar candy in their stocking. But there was something really special, like gingerbread, I feel like cookies like this only got made this time of the year. They were so homemade tasting. They didn't taste like the gingerbread men at the bakery. They were like buttercream frosting, just so good. And the whole production aspect of it. And um, uh, and I remember having um, a boyfriend in high school slash college and Uh, wanting him to be part of this tradition. Like at at a certain point, I was allowed to kind of help my mom. Like I wasn't allowed to decorate for sure, but I was allowed to kind of move the cookies around and pack them up and, you know, be like her, her little assistant in the kitchen. And I remember inviting my boyfriend to come and make cookies with me and my mom. And my mom was, Sometimes she was extremely grouchy around the holidays. Let's just say that that was true. Uh, but she was really unwelcoming and really um, unhappy. And 
I think I only now understand that like we weren't really being helpful. And in fact, at a certain point, like her hands were aching and she really just needed to be done making the cookies. Uh, anyway, she, she was actually very mad at me that I had invited him to come be a part of this. And shortly after that, she decided everybody had grown up and it was time for her to stop making these cookies. And I was horrified because it was one of our only traditions. Like at that point, there had been divorces and remarriages and movings and, you know, all sorts of family drama. And I felt like this was the one thing that like happened every year. So anyway, at one point, at at a certain point, she just stopped doing it. And I, in retrospect, I have a lot of respect for that. But when my kids got to be like three or four, I decided we were going to make gingerbread men for all of the kids in the neighborhood. And in fact, all of the adults in the neighborhood and that we would start a tradition of making these giant gingerbread cookies and, and decorating them. I made it even harder because I liked the pink and green decoration frosting that she would use, but I wanted them to be like bright colored and really elaborate. And so, you know, I'd make like four different colors of frosting and, So we would every Christmas Eve, I don't know how many years we did this, but we would make way too many cookies and we would eat way too much frosting as we were decorating the cookies. And I wanted them to come out a certain way. And so my kids would help. I would sometimes be disappointed that the cookies didn't come out perfect. And then we would drive around and deliver them to people's houses and run up and down the street as the sun was going down and deliver them to people. And for a couple of years even though it was very uh, intense and we always had a moment of feeling super overwhelmed. And even though I had plenty of company, my husband would help and the kids would be there. Um, There was like a sweet spot where it felt wonderful and where people let us know they were looking forward to getting our cookies that year. And then there was a certain year, oh, I think it could have been the year, I can't remember when it was, but we just had a bunch of other like super overwhelming things happening. We decided not to make the cookies, and I was beating myself up about it, right? Like, oh, this is our family tradition, and it's a multi-generational tradition, and if we don't have this tradition anymore, like, what does that mean? Who are we, and do we even deserve to celebrate Christmas? And I'm only half joking because I definitely did have this feeling of like, but this is our tradition. This is the thing that we do. But it was the year that I realized that making them was going to make me kind of miserable and that what I really wanted to do was spend Christmas Eve like in a house that was clean and tidy and have something delicious to eat and go to bed early and not feel overwhelmed and sugar rushed. And so we stopped making the gingerbread cookies. We still made other cookies you know, sometimes we'd make like gingerbread stars and put frosting on them just so we had some cookies around because cookies are fantastic. But at a certain point, I just decided that the elaborate ritual was not making me happy anymore. Now, it's possible that at a certain point, it will feel like something I want to do again. And then I will pull it out and do it again. But I know that that feeling of struggle about whether or not 
it meant something if I didn't do this tradition. Like, what if we're a family that has no traditions? <gasps> oh my gosh. I mean, I think we do, but it's not, we don't have a sense of like generation after generation doing the same thing. And um, I don't know, I think you just have to look, you don't have to do anything, but there's something about thinking about how you want your days to feel and deciding if a tradition is bringing you the sense of connection to the past, to the future, to the people around you, to yourself, to what you really want. So that's my little morality tale for you for today. My recommendation um, is also going to involve cookies. So I will link to this, but um, I made a new batch of biscotti for tonight. I think in a previous episode, I talked about how my husband and I have biscotti every night while we drink tea and watch TV. And uh, the recipe is King Arthur baking ginger biscotti that I found on the internet. Now, my only thing that I change is, well, no, it's not even a change, but I buy like those, they're like little cubes of sugared ginger and I chop those up and I think I put more in the batter than the recipe actually calls for and more powdered ginger too because, I don't know, ginger with a nice cup of tea at night, so good. So I will link to that recipe and I'll also share, you, share with you um, a biscotti trick so with biscotti, you know, you make the dough, you make this log, you cook it, and then you let that cool, and then you make the biscotti slices. But especially if you've let the biscotti get nice and cooked, sometimes when you go to slice it, the ends crumble. And so I learned this trick. It's amazing. It was in one recipe. I've never seen it in a recipe again, but I do it every time. I have like a little plant mister, and I missed especially the sides of the biscotti log and the top before I slice. And that way, there's that little extra bit of moistness on the outside keeps the edges from completely crumbling off. So you are welcome for that. All right, whatever cookies are in your life today, I hope you'll enjoy them. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.